For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly. Took a week off last week, but guess what? Back this week. Why? Because we got a lot to talk about. I mean, it's it's a, it's a stellar show. We brought in the big and heavy hitters, PJ Duran in studio, along with Tony Wink, our uh, producers, Jack, uh, trying to figure out how to turn the volume down. There you go. Uh, Jack and Leanne Daly, I'm producing this program. And Jack, we hope your pop is uh, in a better place today. Yes, he is. Thanks for asking. He's um, in a much better place. <laughs> home. Well, no, he's not home yet. No, he's on his way, though. Right? Yeah, he's on his way home, so oh. it's all good. Oh, great. So um want to thank you and Leanne for... Uh, blessing us with your appearance and uh, your production skills on this very program tony wink in studio tony big program on tap don't uh, don't introduce the one that we're going to start with just go all the way up to there and then pump the brakes a little bit well we're going to have kyle wyman on we have a lot of road racers actually kyle wyman's going to be on um and colin edwards is going to be on the texas tornado and that's hour number two hour number one we're going to have andy debrino who's a pretty interesting guest he's got a uh he he is racing this. He raced the Super Hooligan Series, but uh, in the AFT. But he's done a lot more than that. So um, Andy Debrino will be our guest. Josh Strang, who just signed with Kawasaki, that was big news. Yeah, it was. It's big news for. I don't know if it's big news for Strang. I mean, it's 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 awesome that he's with another factory team, but it's big news that Kawasaki's coming back into GNCC. We tried to uh, do something uh, this year with with Cowie with Babbitts. Uh, with uh, Jason Thomas, and he got injured, and it didn't work out. So um, this is a full factory effort through the Babbitts team. Obviously, they're not going arena crossing with arena cross being done. So uh, big deal for, for Babbitts, big big change for Babbitts. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what Josh Rank can do on that new KX450. The, the 19 looks really cool. I have ridden it, actually, and it is nice. Um, but, you know, with a new team, new equipment, uh, there's a lot of what ifs, so a lot of question marks as we go into round one, down in uh, d- out in the East Coast for the GNCC. Do we know if Strang has had an opportunity to throw his leg over that bike? Yeah, I believe he has at this point. Okay, um, well, you got to ask. We uh, we had Strang on, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago, and w- it, we already knew about the deal, but we couldn't talk about it publicly right. because. Uh, he was still finishing up his his contract obligations, and then uh, he did ISDE, you know, and and uh, he was on a different brand at that point. So now going forward, we can talk about it, and we can talk about who his teammates going to be, and and all that stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to the interviews, and uh, we will be featuring some Christmas music as bumpers tonight, oh, going no. to and coming back from break. Is this one of our holiday shows? We appreciate you folks celebrating with us here on Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Can I make a request? Yes. If we're going to listen to this Christmas stuff, yeah. make it Elvis Christmas, Jack. Okay. All, he can do that. There's a whole album of Elvis Christmas. Yeah. A and B side is good enough for... 
I you, get it. You don't need anything else. Uh, we don't need Scott saying anything. No, no, we don't. We don't. <laughs> All right, welcome back. It is Pit Pass. Uh, Scott Casper with you. Let's go to PJ Duran. Breaking news before we head to our first guest. Uh, as we're in the off season for road racing, there's a couple things going on. Uh, they did announce the final uh, rendition of the World Superbike three race format. We've talked about briefly. I think we have some open time. I will go ahead and lay it all out then because it'll take me a moment to explain it and make sense of what's going to be happening. But the rules are out in World Superbike for the new and very different three races per weekend uh, setup that's going to be happening this like coming it? season. Yeah, I think it's it'll be interesting. Adds more action at the track. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it. I think during the open because uh, I'd like to get all both of your guys' thoughts on it as well. So what you're saying is we have to wait till the very end of hour number two. <laughs> oh, that's a tease. It is. Let's go to our very first guest. Uh, he's back to back with Super Sport titles in both 2016 and 17. He joins us now. Does Gigi Garrett Gerloff? Garrett, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Finally, what? I'm I'm on. I can talk again. <laughs> how about that, man? I hold my breath for those first few minutes. How how are you? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. Yeah, I'm doing great out here on the uh, the west coast. Still got a little bit of sunlight out here, watching the sun go down. So uh, life is good. Mm. I, I love the west coast suns. I, I just do. Oh, There's something good. different. There's something different about it. Let's go to Tony. Wait, Tony, start us off. <laughs> I just want to talk about uh, your the YouTube videos and and uh, how is life behind the how is life on YouTube? Uh well, it hasn't started yet. To be honest, um, yeah. So that's kind of just. An idea that I'm uh, I'm playing around with. Um, it's something that I'd like to give back to the fans that we have in uh, Moto America, all the all the people that want to know more about um, our sport and more specifically, kind of things related to me um, and how my world works. And so, just just an idea that I have right now. And I've already kind of shot one episode actually last weekend at Chuck Walla um, for just a track day, just having some fun out there with some some good friends like Josh Hayes and Corey Ventura, Corey Ventura another road racer. Um, but yeah, I just want to give back a little bit. It's, uh, I feel like it's something that people are interested in and for you guys out there listening, let me know, uh, leave a comment on my Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever you guys can find and, and, uh, let me know what you think about the idea and what you guys would like me to do or uh, show. And, and yeah, um, so right now for, for the winter, it's just going to be kind of just some fun stuff, just stuff that I'm doing, a little bit of training, some, some action stuff. And, um, but, uh, the idea is to carry it on into the season and really show, that behind-the-scenes part of road racing that I don't think a lot of people have seen. I, I know it's a big deal uh, for the motocross world, and it's something that they've seen for a while and shown with uh, you know some some documentaries that are out there. But I don't know. I just like to show just yeah the fans a little bit more of, of what we do and how intense some of this stuff is, and and uh, you know it's not a walk in the park. So I kind of want to show that more raw side of everything and. Um, that's the basic idea right now. So still in the works, not a for sure thing, but I definitely like to hear from everybody and, and hear what they think about it. So that's kind of the rough idea right now. Garrett, uh, congratulations on what was uh, a crazy strong uh, freshman season for you in the Superbike class. Uh, you came out obviously well-armed uh, with your success in the 600 class. How, uh, how did you feel about your season? You've made the podium a handful of times, uh, which is great news. You didn't get that key win that I'm sure you are looking for at every race. Uh, it Clearly, you're about to break through and, and get a win. What did you think of your season overall? Uh, it wasn't bad. You know, it was um, 
everybody calls it, you know, the first year of learning year. I, I didn't like to think about it like that. Like, I wanted to come into it as, hey, I'm a championship contender and I want to go fight for this championship. Um, and through testing and everything, I felt like we had a really good bike going into the year and, and I had really, really high hopes. Um, but when when it comes around to a race weekend, all the nerves are up and everything just kind of seems to, uh, you know, change a little bit, whether it be uh, me and my riding and, and uh, the crew and what they're doing. So, just um, it was a good year for everybody. We learned a lot. Um, I had a new crew chief this year who was uh, new to racing, and you know I was a new superbike guy. So um, me and the team we had a little bit of learning to do, but I'm glad that we've gotten all of that out of the uh, out of the way this year. And I'm really looking forward to uh, to starting next year um, soon. You know, we're coming up to the end of 2018, and we start testing in in uh, January. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, but. Uh, back to back to this year, um, I felt like I showed some some. I had some moments where I, I showed some some potential. I don't like that word either. <laughs> potential. Uh, I wanna I wanna go out and get the results, but um, yeah, one one step at a time. One step at a time. And this bike isn't. Uh, it's an awesome bike. It's easy to ride. It's just uh, the other things around it. Um, everything has to be set up perfectly or almost perfect because everybody else on the grid is a really solid rider and they have some experience getting the bike set up the way they want and and uh so yeah there was just a lot of uh a lot of learning this year and i think it showed some of the races some of the mistakes i made um unfortunately but um you know i want to say i've learned from everything and that when 2019 comes around and we're at road atlanta on the grid for race one that i'll have everything behind me and and you know race our new year and and be up there fighting for those wins and hopefully a championship by the uh the, by the end of 2019 well, yeah. Road Atlanta was a good start for you this past season. I mean, your very first race, you came out on the podium, so you can't. I can't imagine uh, anyone would be upset about that. What have What have you guys got in store for the bike in this off season? I, I know Yamaha definitely doesn't sit still. No one on your team does. Uh, clearly, you've got the you've got the reigning champ on your team too. So you've got a the fastest guy out there right now to chase. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, that's been nice to be able to see some of his uh, his info and data and kind of learn off of him a little bit. He's uh, definitely he knows what he's doing. I think it shows. Um, but as far as uh, as far as what the, how the bikes can be different, um, like they, yeah, for sure they don't stop working. They're always working, trying to find something new, something to to get out of every little piece of the bike. Um, I've heard some stuff that uh, they've made that engine a little stronger, which I like. That's always good, and some other stuff that has to do with uh, the frame and. I mean, come on, man. I, I can't give you guys too much. I can't give away all the secrets. Oh, no, wait a minute. It says right here you can, yeah, it says right here in my script that you can give us all that you want to. Actually. So. Is that what it says? Yep, right there, uh, line four. Yet, so yeah. I'll have to wait for uh, our PI guy to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Leo, right? Uh, I guess, yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I don't really look at that stuff too much, but yeah. August Scott's ready to, about ready to no, pick that, up on you. I'm a Leo. You're a Leo, Tony. I am. Um, that sometimes means that you know, you might have kind of a heavy hand in opinion or operational skills. Um, have you ever found that to be problematic for you? Uh, say that one more time. Like, I get too technical or something like that? No, something, you know, maybe you want it your way because it's the right way. Um, I do seem, I, yeah, I typically <laughs> ask anybody in my family or my friends that I definitely like to do things my way. Right. Um, and once I have that way, for sure, things fall into place you know um yeah it took a while to took a while to get my way um or to find my way i guess not really to get my way but to find my way with the 600 and once i did it was everything 
just worked and it was awesome and epic and yeah for sure um it's not it's not something in in like it's not something that i can just say like oh yeah this this and this and i'll have everything perfect it's yeah it's kind of you know refining my way and and uh and the team also and work us working together and communicating and and uh so you know it's a lot of different ingredients they don't all just uh end up on a plate and it's a nice you know christmas dinner or something <laughs> you gotta you gotta work for it so that's what uh that's what we've been doing trying to find it Speaking of Christmas dinner, we're coming into the holidays, Garrett. Uh, you hail from Texas originally. Are you uh, going to be heading back to the to the big state uh, in yes, the off sir. season? Yes, sir. Uh, I'll be back on the uh, 19th. Be back home, but uh, until then, yeah, I'll be out here in California. And, and uh, actually, I think this week we got a couple sessions lined up. I'm going to go to Apex uh, Motorsports Park. Uh, out in Riverside with uh, Josh Heron and Joe Roberts, I think, and we're going to go ride Supermoto. And then uh, Friday, I'll be down at Paula Raceway with uh, Josh Hayes and some other guys. So it's it's uh, it's been so awesome being being out here for my training and being able to be on a bike any day that I want. You know, any any day I can snap my fingers and be somewhere uh, with uh, a bunch of great riders and and uh, train hard with them. So uh, I definitely. Like being out here on on the, the West Coast, but it'll be good to go go back for Christmas and see the family and and actually my dad um, a couple of days ago he just had his, his back fused his lower lower vertebrae I'm not exactly sure from which vertebrae to which vertebrae, but um, he's in the hospital right now recovering and doing great and and so I'm really excited to see him again. And, Was it a laparotomy? Uh, uh, I don't know the you know the medical term, but they definitely. They they cut him open from the front. Yeah. Did some. They pulled all his stuff out, put it on the table. Oh. Did some work, put it all back in, sewed him up, and then flipped him over. Uh, you know, <laughs> Gross. And, uh, cut him open and did did the rest of the fusing on his on his vertebrae and stuff on the back part. So he was. Uh, We'd yeah. call that. We, we would call that uh, processing plant work here, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's about. What you get hazard pay for that. You know, a buddy of mine, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. You know him from uh, WWE and and Tennessee wrestling and all that. Uh, had a vasectomy. And on the next show, he he talked about having the vasectomy reversed. And let me tell you something. That's possible. He, he, he said it is. Oh, gosh, I did not but want to I go did, through that. I asked him which was the most painful, and he said absolutely the having it reversed. Ugh. I know. Uh, Garrett. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that, you know, that topic. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett, your, your, your uh, testing starts next month. What do you? What's it look like for you? What kind of things are you guys going to be working on with the R1? I mean, you kind of touched um, on it, but yeah, I mean, um, we have a, a direction on, on things we want to try. But honestly, after a year of riding, I, I feel like I know the bike really well and kind of which direction I want to try to go with things. Um, but you know, it's nice having all those notes. So really, just keep working on the same stuff and also the few things that they've changed. Just verifying those changes, seeing if it's something that we like or don't like, and how it affects the bike. And um, that's kind of it. But for me, I'm more excited to be working on things that, that uh, work on me and my riding. Um, I've, uh, I've learned a lot this year, and I feel like I've applied a lot. Um, I just want to continue to go through that process. And actually, it was really nice to be at Chuck Walla uh, last weekend at the SoCal Track Days um, with, with just a stock R1, just to do laps and, and ride without the TC on and, and uh, on some Dunlop Q4s and just try to get the bike to uh just just learn how to ride the bike in a little bit different way sliding around and, and working on um braking techniques and rear brake techniques um uh you know throttle control and all those kinds of things that maybe I, I lacked a little bit this year that i didn't necessarily get to learn riding the 600 um so that was something that i feel like really really helped me and and that's what i want to continue to, 
to do with these tests that we have um, in the next coming months and and just keep um, just keep working on things that I didn't get a chance to uh, to work on this year or that kind of slipped my mind and, and now I'm realizing that are more important than, than they were so um, I want to say these tests are more for me than for the team but hopefully in the end that we all learn something and we there you go. yeah going into 2019 ready to try to win a championship you know it always it, it always confuses me or surprises me that so many road racers we talk to don't ride in the off season hardly. They pedal, it's they ride hard. motocross, they whatever. But it's like, why wouldn't you just go get an R one and and go do track days? It just to me, it doesn't make any sense to not be on that motorcycle as much as you can. For sure, it's a it's definitely a different bike. Um, I know our bikes, our super bikes, are based on the same bike, but they have totally different feels to them and how how they ride. So. I can see that doing that too often, you can get used to one and then like a stock, like a stock bike. And then you go to the super bike and you're like, Oh my gosh, this thing is so fast and it feels so different. Like this feels foreign. And so Br- break markers don't make sense when you add uh, yeah. 50 horsepower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there, there can be a big shocking difference between the two. Um, and that's something I kind of noticed. So I, I looked at it more of like working on me and not really focusing on how the bike's different and, and all that stuff. But that, that's kind of one reason why I think uh, a lot of us don't do it. And two, it's just, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to, not hard. I mean, you can go buy a, buy an R1 or an R6 or whatever uh, at, uh, at your local store. But for sure, they um, they definitely cost a lot of money. And when you toss them down the road, they're kind of expensive to rebuild. So um, I can see that being another reason why not everybody does it. And, um, and track days get, get expensive. It's, I mean, you know, it's an expensive sport, but um, I'm definitely glad that I had some help from Yamaha. They loaned me the uh, Yamaha R1 for the day, or, or for two days, actually. And uh, Dunlop helped me out with some, some tires, and I went out there and uh, spent too much money in gas doing laps. I think I ended up doing like 400 miles in, in two days or something. So that wasn't too bad. Track miles, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of uh, track miles. So, so, yeah, sorry to uh, Yamaha for, um, you know, putting that many miles on your bike. Track miles, you know, on the rev limiter, but... Uh, <laughs> But it worked awesome, worked good, and, and it was a lot of fun. So um, I definitely want to do it again, um, and yeah, the next coming month. The, uh, you know, I can't imagine you're the guy that struggles with it. And again, your results wouldn't show that you struggled uh, in any significant way. But there is a lot more adjustability, particularly in the electronic suite of your new uh, Graves R1 that. I know the the 600s are coming along quickly. I work at a Yamaha dealer, so I'm seeing they are coming along with uh, similar stuff. But was it a, I mean, kind of a mind-boggling change for you, or were you did you feel that you were as prepared as anybody could be when you jumped on it? Um, I feel like I was just as prepared as I as I could have been. Um, but for sure, there there's a lot of adjustability with uh, with the systems that we have on our bikes, at least. Um, to yeah, to like an overwhelming extent. I mean, there were points in the season where we were trying to um, make the bike work in um, it's kind of hard to explain. So instead of changing something that had to do with um, suspension to try to get the bike to turn a little bit better or in a different way, we would start working with electronics to try to fix that. So there's just there's so many different ways you can go at a problem on a superbike that can kind of boggle your mind and you can definitely get lost pretty easy. So, but luckily I have a good team behind me and they keep me on track and and uh, and yeah, just kind of go from there but it's uh yeah it's not easy there's a lot to go through <laughs> i gotta believe it's real easy to be on the garrett gerloff team uh you're well liked and well respected in the uh, paddock as well as uh on the pitch as it were on track so uh, keep up the good work bud championship standings of super sport how you finished it up first place nice job out of you 
We'll have you back on here as we stumble in to uh, the new season, as it were, and uh, we'll try to catch up with you and maybe some of your teammates. Uh, really, want, I do want to talk to the team uh, manager and also um, uh, your your chief wrench, if we can. Maybe you can help facilitate. I'll put in a good word, for sure. All right, Garrett. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate the time. No, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. There we go. That's a good guy right there. Good luck in the upcoming season How to Garrett Gerloff. Yeah. All right, this portion of our show brought to you by our friends at Combined Insurance and Agent Rodney Fleckinger for race day supplemental insurance. Call uh, our good friends at Combined Insurance, 515-408-9296, or find out more online at combinedinsurance.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!